was telling one of the ministers, they asked me how I was doing. I said, I've been studying all day and night. I said, I, said, I'm, I feel like Apostle Paul. I felt like I'm caught the tricks in between the third and second heaven. Just hanging. Just hanging because of uh, the study and what it requires to really go before God and to hear his voice and what he has to say to his people. And I don't take that very lightly, so um, I put my all in it. Um, he wants to teach on uh, discerning the times and sovereignty of God, Amen. which is portal. All right, now. Discerning the timing and the sovereignty of God, portal. So timings of God, it means a set appointed time on God's calendar. Not when you want to meet, not when you want to have an event or meeting or appointment with them. He said, but he has a set time for things to manifest in your life, for you to actually really hear from him. Amen. Not that you think you're hearing from him, mm. not that you're hoping you're hearing from him, but this is a set appointed divine time from God that you're on his calendar. Amen. Amen. His timing. Sovereignty of God. What is that? That means that God can do what he wants, when he wants, and with whoever he wants. That's right. And how he wants to do it. The sovereignty of God is God is everywhere, all the time. Cindy, but while he's everywhere, all the time, hear me, Pastor, that he's, see, in general, he's everywhere all the time, but in special occasion, he's right there, present, pressing in your life. See, he's sovereign. He's everywhere all the time in general. Now, but there is a specific time that he is intensely in your life. See, we have to realize when are these intense times that God has called to speak to you, Terrence. See, there are some really intense times. So when you're you're at work and, and your superior calls you in. See, it's one thing that when he's speaking to the whole group, but it's one thing when he called Terrence in. See, that's going to be an intense time because this is a one-on-one. -on -one. So God wants you to know about your one-on-one -on -one with him. Amen. 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 I tell you, star minister through dance. Okay. Holy Spirit minister through his vessel. Yes. See, it takes, you see, in different ways, God said, I speak to you. Yes. And you still don't receive it. Yes. I speak to you through and in the dance. Mm -hmm. yep. In the encouragement of the word. And right. the song. He mm -hmm. said, and you still don't receive it. Stay in his presence is what the song is. Right. Is what God was saying. Yeah. Stay. Stay. See, but because we don't stay in the presence, or sometimes, you know, 
God forbid, we never get into his presence. This is why we can't experience him. This is why you're bored. This is why you're flicking and playing with your fingers and your phone and different things because you know why? You're not experiencing God. Yeah. That's right. Trying to find something else to do because I'm bored. Okay. Command that Pastor's talking about. Direction. God is always trying to direct you, Ashani, to Him. Always. So He gives you a direct command. As to the direction of your life. With it to him. Come on. We, I mean, we kicking and screaming, don't want to go. We tired. See, we kicking and scream because we're tired. And we're gonna talk about the being tired and lazy and sleepy. On on God. On God. On God. And not interested, not engaged. Alright. Say with me. Portals. 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 One more time for the Holy Spirit. Portals. Portals. What is a portal? Why is God saying to teach on portals now? Why is he saying at this time that he wants you to know about portals? See, because again, God commands you to worship him. And the highest form of worship we learn is obedience. God is trying to manifest himself to you because you can't see him. You can't sense him. You can't hear him because you are hearing your situation, your circumstance, your job, your future, and what matters to you. It all has a voice. All of those things. All of you are seeking. See, this is why you can't see, truly see God. A lot of people say that they see God, they, they heard from God, and they experience God. But I beg the difference. Because they really don't know what a portal is. How do I leave from this world and experience a world beyond? You cannot experience God in your carnal thoughts still being in this time. This is why we cannot access, because he gave us the kingdom of and the kingdom is inside of us, but we can't access the kingdom without understanding kingdom constitution. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna walk through that thing. A portal. A portal is a door or gate. Yes, yes. Hence, a way of entrance 
in exit. Especially one that is grand. A portal, a gate, a door. It is grand. God's gate, his portal is grand and it's imposing. It imposes upon your will. It opposes, it imposes upon your mind. So when there's an open portal, everything and how you thought about it now is a heavy thinking because the portal of God imposes, it's so grand and so imposing that when you're there, you have no will except the will of the Father. See, this is why you still have your will, that you don't want to praise. You don't want to pray. You don't want to converse and talk with God. You don't want to love him. It's not true love. People are singing and gospel songs and, and dropping CDs and all these other things and going to conference, but it's not about God. It's about their own thing. And they're putting God's name on it. But there's no real prayer. There's no real cry for the lost. What have you really given up for the kingdom? What have you really given up for the kingdom? Okay. See, what he's doing now at this time, he's showing you instances. He's, he's trying to, to, to intervene into your agenda uh -huh. yes. long enough to get your attention. Yes. Because you always have things on your agenda that is always about you. So you start, you start doing things that you didn't used to do because he impressed something on your heart and you start to now show love to your fellow brother. You start to give up something of yourself. What's happening? God said, I'm intervening and imposing on your agenda. God delights in revealing himself only to those who love his appearing. This is why you haven't seen him, you haven't really experienced him, because if you love him, he revealed, he delights in revealing himself, minister, to you because you love him. That's good. So, you love his appearing. You love to be in the presence of God. You love to scream and shout of his goodness. What are they shouting and screaming about? His appearing. See, you don't understand this intense love connection that me and my God have. I love his appearing. And he loved those who watch for his coming. So if you're not watching for his return, he can't be your God. If your lover have left and he said he's coming back, why aren't you waiting for him? Your lover 
has just prepared everything for you for the grand wedding and you are not preparing for him to come back? You're not looking? You're not looking? You're still not saying great things about him? Because you know he's coming back. When he does, I'm going to look, I'm going to be dressed up red for him when he gets back. I've already rehearsed what I'm going to say to him because I've been doing that in prayer already. See, and I'm going to show him all the gifts, the souls that I witnessed to, that I have for him. We have to allow the word portal to get into our spirit. Amen. Not your mind, but your spirit. Amen. Because for us as Christians, the supernatural somehow is just not natural for us. But when it comes to the world, they are very experienced with the supernatural, even though it's perverted. They are experienced with this. So when you say a portal to them, that's not strange. But to us, it's strange. And for real, have it. That's really good. We, we, we're, we're, we're not really connected when you say the word heaven. Mm -hmm. We really don't even believe the word. You don't even think about your home. That's your heaven. Home. It is our home. Right. When we hear something, I realize this, and I'm okay with this because the Holy Spirit has helped me with the look of the people's faces. <laughs> He's helped me with those that just really okay, I see it this way. See when you gotta you know get yourself back right, you gotta go stand straight behind the podium. <laughs> we hear something when we hear something we're not familiar with. We stray away from it and close down our mind from the opportunity to be open to learning. Amen. See, something that we're not familiar with, or you just disagree and have no nothing to back it up as to why you disagree, because you haven't even studied enough what you are disagreeing with to even disagree. It's just your opinion that you use to disagree. See, we refuse for this to be an opportunity to open up our minds to actually learn something we're not familiar with, and that's portals. So the question would be to you, how have, if you have never really understood portals, how have you really experienced God? Talk about it. We're going to talk about it. We need to be aware that God deals with his people in many ways. Amen. Through the gifts of the spirit, through your circumstance, through your inward ear, visions, dreams, his word, counsel. See, counsel. Counsel. See, but you've been counseling yourself so long. Oh, 
and you're still expecting God's counsel to approve your counsel. Oh, won't we do it? Oh, won't we do it? You're making decisions, and you're saying you're seeking out. You have already made decisions. You have moved forward, and you have not sought out counsel. The greatest things God has done was when portals were open. Some of the greatest things he has done was when portals were open. You must know how to discern his moments in time. It's God's moment in time. And his sovereignty to fully understand what is called kingdom constitution. That's going to be a separate teaching altogether. So don't expect me to go real deep in that. Because that's, that's going to take a while. So we're going to stick with portals. You're going to understand the basics of your kingdom constitution. This is the principle of that. It's the documented will. This is the kingdom constitution principle. It is the documented will, intent, desires, and purpose of the king for his citizens and kingdom. Amen. It's, it's the documented will. God's word is already documented. His will is already documented. That's right. His intent is already documented. His desires and purpose as your king and you as his people, in his kingdom is already documented. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ecclesiastes 8, 4 through 5 kind of sums up this. The wise heart will know the proper time and procedure. The wise heart will know the proper time and procedure. I keep going back to what my father said before he died. So on his deathbed. Melvin, you always knew what to do. You always knew the right thing to do. Just do it. And the more and more I study the word of God, that's what I see that the body of Christ is not doing your kingdom constitution. You know what to do. You know the right thing to do. You just won't do it. And, and it's, it's in your kingdom constitution. It's what governs you. But you won't allow the word to govern you. But a wise heart will. And then you'll be wise, you would know the proper time and also procedure. Which way do I go? How do I do it? Where do I invest? When should I have a child? When should I get married? When should I do this? Well, see, you're going to know the, the proper time and the procedure. You're going to know the steps. You're going to know the order. Procedure, you're going to know the order and timing. This is why some of us go through a lot of unnecessary do hardship.
because of timing and procedure. We can't wait. We just because our flesh wants us to. Okay. Warning right now. So what are the ancient doors and the ancient gates? Right? Well, the word of God, this is the psalm. Go ahead, it's our foundation scripture. Psalms 24, verse 7. King James Version. Psalms 24, verse 7. So reads, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Very simple. We would sing that. You heard it. Probably no clue for real. We need to stop singing things that you don't know what you're saying. Just don't say it. Wait until you at least get some kind of insight. Because you know why? You have no real attachment to it. And it has no self-fulfilling power in it because it means that if you don't know what you're saying, you can't agree with it. So it means it's not your word. Okay. Yep. It's almost like saying, have a good day, and I want you to have a horrible day. Oh, right. So what are the ancient gates and doors? They are accessibility interests that God has established from the third heaven. Okay? Ancient gates and doors. It's where angels travel, and I know I'm going to mess you up here because supernatural is just not natural for the believer. However, this is the truth. In which angels travel from heaven and back again while provisions are delivered, there's transportation, there's translation, and there's revelation given to men. He's transporting provision. He's transporting information that you need. He's transporting mysteries and also he's transporting revelation. So when you pray, you're not praying. So, but when we pray, some of us, we pray. Lord, praying for the healing of a mom, a dad, whoever. We, we, we're praying that. But we don't understand that when we pray, we should be praying for the release of the anointing of what's already done. It is, we're praying for revelation. We are praying that revelation is released of what I prayed. Because really you're not attached to initially what you prayed. I'm praying that my heart is praying in the direction that the word of God, after I pray that there is a release of revelation and there's anointing that comes with that revelation. Elijah was instructed to leave from sitting under the uh, juniper tree to see and hear from what God had to show him. He was instructed to leave from Okay. If God instructed you to leave from anything, okay. 
Sometimes it is necessary to leave from where you are mm -hmm. to another place to hear and experience God. Okay, yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. because you, yeah. you haven't been hearing or really experiencing God. So God knows that. Don't you think God knows that, that he would know whether you're hearing him or experiencing him or not? Yeah. So it's almost like you're here in a certain room and I just can't really hear him. Come downstairs and sit at the, you know, the dining table. Yeah. So I need you to leave from a place because you can't hear or experience me there. I need you to come where you can hear and experience me. But we're always praying to God and waiting on you to tell me to leave. I haven't heard anything from God. Well, you can't hear anything from God because you don't know what a portal is. So you just stay there. Okay. Year after. I mean, decades for some people. Because, you, because you're waiting. You're so-called waiting to hear. But God, he clearly instructs us how he talks to us. Okay. So it's not about anybody's feeling who will hurt when I leave because God told me to leave. Okay. A lot of times he don't give you much time to leave. You won't have time to pack or anything. Tell nobody bye. You just got to go. Our supporting scripture is our Proverbs 8.34. And before Minister Al reads that, you need to, when you read the word of God, what is this book all about? What, you know, why did you tell me to go to Proverbs? Well, Proverbs itself uh, overall does a comparison. It compares one thing to another to get, to get you to see and understand the word. It means to be like. Okay? To be like. And then the book of Proverbs is about wisdom, right? For the, some of those that know, it's about wisdom. Wisdom is represented as having a school for instruction of scholars. Uh, wisdom is represented as having a school for instruction of scholars that's coming. Wisdom only, which is the word, only admit scholars, students. This is why the word of God says, study to show yourself approved. A workman need not be ashamed because he can rightly divide the word of truth. Right? Yes. It represents a school, wisdom does, of scholars coming. Through their intense, see this defines a scholar. Not the years that equate to your learning, mm -hmm. but through your intense desire to learn. Oh, my yeah. Otherwise, you're in a remedial class. <laughs> and wisdom finds no place in you. <laughs> and this is why I can't understand, and I don't know why, because you don't have an intense desire to learn. That is a scholar. Even before the gates were open and waiting, we're still talking about we're still talking about wisdom and it being a school to scholars. Even before the gates were open and waiting there for admission. See, 
The school is waiting for the admission of the scholars that they might hear every word. See, this is their scholar. And wisdom know that this student has this attitude that they might hear every word that would be uttered and not lose one accent of the heavenly teaching that was going to bless them. See, your whole, your whole attitude to hearing the word is wrong. It says, this scholar, a person, could be anybody, who has an intense desire to learn. See, the, you're not kids who go to college, you know, and the parents are even, you know, trying to get scholarship, do what you got to do, they get the money to get the student in. And the student itself is searching all kinds of scholarships, trying to get in, and they prepare, they write all kinds of essays to do whatever, and they're already prepared themselves to go to college. They have the right attitude about going. They've already searched out the curriculum and the studies and what they want to be. I'm a serious student. And I have a very intense desire to learn. That's and, and I'm ready as soon as my teachers speak. I'm ready to hear every word. I don't want to miss a word that's uttered. Because if I miss a word that's uttered, because this word here is heavenly. Amen. That's good. Oh, and it's going to bless me. In Genesis 19.1, Lot, just give us an example about the gate. Lot was waiting at the gate of Sodom when two angels appeared to him. See, in the ancient world, the gate of the city was not only an entrance, but it was an outlet. But this outlet was a place for people to come and have meetings of great importance. So we've been missing these meetings of great importance. The portal. This is, where, this is where they did in Israel. See, this is why you got to go back to your Hebraic roots. At the gates, it was a real gate, real portal, and they had seats that magistrates and judges would sit at and businessmen. See, there was where all, got all the important meetings were held. At the gate, the portal, the entrance. This is where a lot of business transactions were held. See, transaction. He's going to transfer something to you through the portal. We see, we're going, and it's good. I, I'm a, I believe in, I love higher ed. That's my thing to work there. And I love reading. However, I'm not a person that buy all these books and I'm reading all these topics about how I should serve my God and how I should live this life. Come on. Except the Bible. It's the word. See, because you're gonna miss, you're gonna miss your real relationship with God reading all these self-help books. That's right, amen. That's right. Okay. And all these steps and principles and 
And then connect that one with this one. And that God gives it all to you in his book. You got to get it in his book first. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Okay. All right. People going everywhere, all kind of confident. They're going, going everywhere besides the book. Amen. Oh, my God. The book. All right. Amen. It is cheaper. It's free, actually. How have the portals, or is the portals being used? Through provision, geographically, and also over individuals. So in Psalm 78, 23, 25, God opened the doors of heaven and he fed the Hebrews. So this is provision. That's right. Right? Mm -hmm. So if you're really concerned about any kind of provision, then God, you need to ask God, command me, yeah. direct me okay. yeah. to a portal. Yes, Lord. Uh -huh. That's it. Oh, Lord. So you haven't had a portal experience oh, yet. Yeah. Portals over a geographical location. That's right. Often God will establish this type of portal over a certain location after a long prayer, Ashanti. And supplication has been made by a faithful servant of God's God. Right. See, 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 there is a time That's right. that you have to saturate oh, come on. a certain location <laughs> in his presence long enough to create that mass of faith. And now a portal is open over that location. But it has to be by a faithful servant of God. See, in Habakkuk 2, 1 through 2, our uh, Amplified Classic says this. Oh, I know. I've been rash to talk out plainly this way to God. I will in my thinking stand upon my post of observation now. And station myself. And position myself on the tower or fortress and will watch to see and what he will say within me. And what else I will make as his mouthpiece to all the complexity of my complaint that I had against him. Oh, I know. I've been rash to talk out plainly this way to God. About what I'm going through and how I'm hurting and, and this person not doing this right and just doing me wrong and all, all what you've been saying. All what you've been saying that was not faith. I will in my thinking stand upon my post of observation now and station myself on the tower or fortress, and will watch to see what he will say within me. See, I'm going to watch to see what he's going to say within me. Not outside of me, but within me. Back to two, one and two. And what else I will make as his mouthpiece See, 
You are his mouthpiece in her. Now what will I allow him to say? After he's spoken it within me, Tiffany. Now I can speak. <laughs> Only then can I speak. Oh, to the complexity of my complaint against him. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. And engrave it so plainly upon the tablets that everyone who passes may be able to see and read it easily and quickly as he hastened by. So when he speaks the word within you, he said, write the vision and make it plain. So I'm going to receive this so when I conceive the word of God. See, it's engrafted inside of me now. It's my word. And when people see me, they're going to see a monument of God's testimony. And they're going to hasten now to my God. See, because they're going to be able to eat Read it easily. Oh. Let they can read easily my depression. Oh. And they can read easily my sadness. Oh. And they can read easily my irritation. Oh. And they can read easily my doubt. They can now read easily. Oh. The word of God being manifested in me now. And they can run hastily now to my God. He established over Jesus himself a portal. When Jesus was being baptized, Matthew 3, 16 through 17, because he said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Oh, my Lord. Okay, I'm going to go here. Man, y'all done got me worked up. I got about 15 minutes. Portals, understanding times. Mr. Al, you go there for me. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 32 through 33. Yeah. It so reads. This is in the King James Version. And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do, the heads of them were 200, and all their brethren were at their commandment. Of Zebulun, such as went forth to battle, experts in war with all instruments of war, 50,000 which could keep rank, they were not of double heart. See, Israel, they were people that understood the times. We don't understand the times. It said that they were men who understood God's timing. And they're talking about a group of men that who knew war. They were prepared for war. It was 200 chiefs. And they were all their kingsmen were with them under their direction. 50,000 experienced troops. They fitted out with all kinds of weapons and instruments of war that could order and set the battle in array. These were men that were not of double purpose, mm -hmm. but stable and trustworthy. Yes. Are you stable in your mind? Are you trustworthy as a believer of God? Okay. All right. See, you're not, then you're not a person of war. You're not suited up, prepared for war. 
nor are you or can you discern and understand the timings of God. What time is this now? What, what am I, why am I experiencing what I'm experiencing now? What timing is this? We're just going through and complaining and crying, but what, what timing is this? Oh, what timing is my sister going through? Not just you. What time is my brethren going through? God's moment in time, it must be discerned. Catch a hold of this. History. History is an archive of time. Hear me. There are certain things in history that we need to know when we lock into the word. There are certain things in history that we need to know when we need to lock into the word. See, you've already heard the word. Fifteen minutes ago, you heard something. That time's gone. But you're going to need to go back into the archive of history and know when to lock into that word. You want me to take every day's Friday. You need to know when to go back in the archive of time and history and when to lock into that word that you've already heard. Lock into it. Not just say it, but lock into it. See, then this is when a portal started to manifest. See, because you went back in history. Because God calls history to repeat itself. And God, you said. See, you can use that on your circumstance. And all your trouble. But God, you say, lock into that word. Go back in history. Which is your story. And he's already prepared everything for you. It's already fenced in. It's sitting ready. Reserved for you. See, these moments in time. They all seem to fall around feast time. God's time. God's appointed time. Moets. So, why are we tied to pagan time? Christmas. Halloween. Easter. Valentine's Day. Patrick's Day. Any day but God's feast. What God told us how to celebrate Him. Yes. These are appointed times that we are to meet Him, and these are appointed times that directs you back to Him because you forget Him. That's right. So, what are the seven feasts? I'm not going to go into all of them, but I will just list them for you Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, Pentecost. Trumpets, atonement, and tabernacles. Amen. All right? 
These are God's appointed times. So let's talk about unleavened bread real quick. And Leviticus 23, verse 6 through 8, and I'm not going to go through the details, just write down the scripture if you want to. The wall of Jericho fell around the seventh day, which is the festival called the Days of Unleavened Bread. See, the Christians were told that if they walk with God and agree with God, God would, would be with them. See, unleavened bread talk is really about sin. And this was a miracle. This was a portal. But the question that we need to ask ourselves now, why aren't these type grand miracles happening now? That you can walk around. It was a, this was not a metaphor. This was true. An actual wall seven times, and it fell down. Straight down in the earth. See, we have to be on God's term, which is a holy walk. Holy walk. I'm not going to go deep into any things, but my reasoning in sharing that is that the times of God, they align with his feast, and they align with your life. Amen. And this is why you need to be on his calendar. Right. Amen. Amen. Feast of Tabernacles. Shakot. Double portion. See, this is where the church get the year of the double. This was for Israel. This happened for Israel. It already happened. <laughs> this is a prophecy that had already passed. Okay. Why are we hauling the double portion, the year of the double? The former and the latter will come together. Alright, this was a time on God's calendar was considered to be the joyous period. Yes. Okay? This is where God, this is why I said this has already come to pass. He bankrupt a country in a day in order for his people to be wealthy. He bankrupt Egypt in one day so Israel would be wealthy. Okay? So get the double portion and the form and the ladder out your head about you. Okay? Proverbs 13, 22 speaks about the wealth, and I want to help you with this as well. The wealth of the, and we, we, we quote this all the time, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just, right? This was and has already been the wealth transfer. But it was transferred to Israel from Egypt. That was, it's already gone, wealth transfer. Egypt wasn't wicked. 
naturally want to give. But Israel did. Because they understood covenant. Did you know how far they had to walk to get to where they were going? And things that were not convenient for them? And how hot it was. Not like they had air conditioning. Okay. <laughs> Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And three things that they had in common was that there was that God told them to leave from where they were at and to go somewhere else to experience it. They all experienced some sort of famine. So much so, they actually ate their young. Cannibalism. Famine in this case is really, they all experienced real hunger. Nothing that we call is hungry or we don't have any money, the stuff that we cry about. Oh, All right? Go in major depression about. We this is what this was real, this is real famine. Okay? Took Abraham to a place where he stayed in Egypt. See, and all three of them end up richer than when they left out. When they went in. Uh, Genesis 14, 18, 18 through 20. Um, and I want you to read that for me, minister, please. And so reads, And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine. And he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. Okay. When you read the word of God, First of all, you have to be baptized in his spirit. You need Holy Spirit to hear the voice of God. Holy Spirit is your teacher. He's your God. He's, he leads you into all truth. So, concordance and, you know, resource books, all those are, they have their own right and their own place. But it doesn't have a higher place than the Holy Spirit. And until you learn the culture of a people, how they talk, the use of certain words, you can't really understand or even think you're going to get revelation of what's going on. Amen? Amen. When God gives his whole purpose of leaving you this book, his holy word, it's just to, for you to know him. Get away from, is this a metaphor? Get away from, is this really him? Mm -hmm. 
Get away from is it inferred? Get away from discrepancies. Okay. Because if you stay there, you're going to waste time going back and forth trying to research and you can't properly examine. That, that's good. Amen. That's good right there. Okay? So, who is the Kezedek? Was he a type of Christ? Was he Christ? Was he a metaphor? Was he a real person? I took all of that out of the way. And I said, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? First of all, where did Abraham, before he had his meeting of communion, because this is the first communion and the word, where did he come from before he had his communion with Melchizedek? Where, what had he just done? He was in war. He was in a place that is considered to be the king's valley. He destroyed many kings. And then he met really the, and Salem was silent, it means peace. He met the, the king of peace. And this king of peace brought out bread and wine and said, now he was a priest of the Most High. He blessed Abraham. He said this was a processor of heaven and earth. And he had no birth date or no death. No record of his beginning or end. I thank, I thank God for Holy Spirit. He had no beginning or end. Sound like Christ, right? He had no processor of heaven and earth. What is he saying? First of all, he's explaining to you about priesthood. Because in the Levite priesthood, there is a beginning and there is an end. Okay. There is a successor after that one dies. Okay. But he's saying here that there is no, he said, he is a processor of heaven and earth. So there's no priest before him or will there be one after him? Sound like Christ again, right? Yeah. Okay. He said, Blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. He gave him a, a tenth of all. Why did he 
Why did Abraham tie to him? Why is this some, appear to be some type of Christ? Or it is Christ. We don't know. God wants to reveal to you a mystery here. See, what happened? Communion is a poor. You miss the whole thing. Is it Christ? Do, do you tithe? Is tithe? Is something we should do? Is it of the Old Testament or New Testament? Do we do it or, do, or should we not? Board of the Holy Spirit, where, where are we going? Abraham recognized a portal and he sold and took it. Abraham sold into what he He sold into covenant. See, we miss it every time we have communion. Because we don't do this in remembrance of me. We don't understand covenant. We don't understand portal. For the Levites understood how they understood the priesthood. That's right. Come on. And they understood the supernatural. But they rejected the kingdom. Yes. 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 See, we're not rejecting Christ, but we don't understand the covenant, Cindy. And we don't understand the priesthood. That's right, that's right. Come and on. we don't understand the supernatural. Come on, we oh, oh, my Lord. <laughs> See, this is why Abraham, he saw. He saw. He saw the resurrection. That's right. Oh, he saw the resurrection. Cindy. This is why Abraham, see, Abraham was owed a resurrection. Because when he went to take his son, son up that's right. That's right. to be crucified, when he took his son up to die, Tiffany, way back when we did communion, whether you want to say it was Christ, a type of Christ, or maybe it was just in the present that appeared. See, a person that loved God, they love his appearance. Don't get caught up on it. Is it a metaphor? Is it Christ himself? See, get caught up on Holy Spirit. He's the teacher. He's the God. He's going to lead you to all truth. Abraham was old pastor of resurrection. Oh, because, see, Jesus, see, you owe the resurrection. You are owed a resurrection in your life. Oh, my God. 
resurrection because he sold into one fire.
one feeble among them. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Real quick. We're only experiencing these individual miracles because we don't understand portals. Two anointings, the former and the latter. Two anointings, the prophetic is the former and the apostolic is the latter. The prophetic anointing pairs the way of the Lord. That's why the Lord can't come now until there is, hear me, a compression of the prophetic voices. Okay. There's two anointings. Prophetic, which is the former, Old Testament, latter, apostolic, New Testament, us. The prophetic anointing, which is the, the former, old, prepares the way of the Lord, John the Baptist. That's why the Lord can't come now until there is a compression of the prophets, of the old. See, but you have false prophets and teachers prophesying things not true. They're not prophesying what the prophets said. That's right. They're not giving voice to what the prophets of old have already said, Cindy. And when the true prophets around the world actually start to give voice what the prophets of old said, there will be a compression of prophetic voices. My Lord. Okay. See, the word is waiting to come to pass, but it won't until that happens. Uh, there have to be a merging of the prophetic. Only a true prophet can speak a mature word. A mature word is a word that has already happened from the prophets of old. Mm -hmm. And see, and it, it has to be at the appointed time that God says that. Don't Use the prophetic gifting. Mm -hmm. A person can speak the word of knowledge, and that's not prophecy. That's right. Right. That's right. So let's look deeper. The prophetic actually represent the former. The apostolic represent the latter. See, it's for us now with the apostolic, it's the way that the word leaves the vessel of the mouth. Mm -hmm. How does it leave the vessel of the mouthpiece now? What are they really saying? Is it with enticing just to, to get you, you and your emotions? Or is this what God has really said? How is it leaving the mouth of the vessel? That's good. That's good. That's good. So the, the former... Is in a process. Mm -hmm. 
And the latter is a noun word right now. Give an example. Adam had the, when he was created, he was created an adult. He had no process. He had the former and the latter all in one. He had the, the, the prophetic and the apostolic in one. He had the twofold anointing all in one. But Jesus, he was in a process. He's in, he was in the apostolic, he was in the latter. Are you with me? Amen. We're talking about the Adam and Jesus. We're talking about the former and the latter coming together. Uh, we're going to close. Genesis 28, 16 through 22. Go there, minister, please. So we Genesis 28, verse 16 through 22. And I'm reading this in the New American Standard Bible. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. He was afraid and said, How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone that he had put under his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on its top. He called the name of that place Bethel. However, previously the name of the city had been Luz. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me, glory to God, and will keep me on this journey that I take, and will give me food to eat, glory, and garments to wear, and I return to my father's house in safety, then the Lord will be my God. This stone which I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. And of all that you give me, hallelujah, I will surely give a tenth to you. Again, did he actually, he sold into it. This is another portal. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep. God's saying that you are asleep. He's saying, that Jacob was not aware. He said that you're not aware, some of us are not aware. And he's trying to wake us up. He said, you're not conscious of my word. It says here, certainly the Lord is in this place. Even though he's saying certainly, and I didn't know it, he was in a place and Luz was a place that was considered to be separated. Also called a place of the almond tree. But it was a place considered to be separated. And so it went from calling it Luz to now the house of Bethel, the house of God. There's something, I'm being separated from the almond tree. And now I'm one with the house of God. Talking about two places here. So he renamed the place 
and the place that he was at was a place that where there was a lot of rocks and it was very dry. Like our situation and nothing seemed like it can grow. So you have to ask yourself, why did he just put a rock there? Seems that he pulled all on the rock. The word of God symbolizes the rock. And he laid on the word. He leaned on the word. He trusted and relied on the word of God. It said previously what the place was called. The almond tree. Separated place. A dry place where nothing can grow. I will now call my situation the house of God. Where everything grows. Where what is not to be, I call it to be. This is the place of God. This is the presence of God. This is where he dwells now. He said, God will be with me in this place now. The place where it looked like there was no hope. He said, God is here now. The place where people said no to me and things are not going to work out. It can work out now. This is the house of God. This is a portal where angels are coming. They're ascending and descending. And they're transporting me. Information, revelation, mystery. The will of God. The heart of God. And it says that that God was on the top of the ladder looking down and saying, I'm, I'm covering you, I'm over you, I'm with you, I'm beside you. Yeah. I never leave you. See that, that portal, it talks about God being on top of the ladder. I'm covering you, I'm your shalom, I'm your peace, I'm your joy. Yeah. And so he saw differently. Because it was a portal. Mm -hmm. He was able to see and experience God. And he said, oh, and it was all that they owned. See, we get the our tithe and all of It was all that they owned. 10% of all that they owned, they brought to God. Because they said, Lord, all that I have is yours. Amen. And only thee have you allowed me to have it. And I give to thee. See, you shouldn't wait until you're in a place to where you can't find God. Everything that you have is ripped from underneath you. That's right. And then you say, Lord God, I give you myself. I give you all of myself. All of you is everything that you own. This is why he tells you to raise up your kids. And the way they should go. Go. They are God. Amen. It's just a gift that He's given to us. Amen. It's a huge responsibility. Raise them up the way that they should go. Because we're gonna have to turn our gift back to Him. Amen. He's gonna want to see how you was a good steward of our funds. Oh, how you pray, Lord. How you put it before God. 
took your words off of your mind and said, Lord God, I present my daughters to you. Will you give your husband to God? He's in all that you own. Give it to me. Give me your loved ones. You can't fight the way that I fight for them. You can't love them the way that I love them. Give them to me. For the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. He said, I've seen how you've been a steward. A good steward. Being a wife. Oh, how you pray, T. Over the mind of your husband. See, when we are hurting the most, feeling you have nowhere to turn, I don't have an answer. Lord, I prayed and I cried. I prayed and I cried. You saturate an atmosphere for a portal. And God said, I've heard your cry. I've heard the cry of my people. And I have come down to see your God. Take root 
incorrupt word of God and become and live and experience. Experience them in the portals and the visions and the dreams. Experience them in his presence. Provide the provision. If he tells you to get up and go to a different place, you better go. Because he's trying to get you to hear him. And there is a portal that only you can hear from that portal. The altar is open in prayer, agreement.